everyone. Uh, welcome to Spooky Appalachia. We are live with uh, Brandon and Ron from Wild and Weird Radio. Hello, everybody. Hey. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. We're good. I can't complain. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So we are live. Okay. Um, so some news with uh, Spooky Appalachia. We hit a thousand uh, Twitter followers this week. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, it. The, I, yeah, I, the the Facebook's at two thousand something. Um, two thousand five hundred maybe. The Twitter hit a thousand this week, and uh, we were at eight twenty six YouTube subscribers. Only a hundred and seventy four more for the uh, giveaway. Oh man, that's awesome! There? Yeah, you're doing it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for the help, all the shout outs, yeah, and all we're that. We're trying. We're trying to get you there. And that's how Thanks. it works in this uh, in this community. People need to help and and push it up because we're really, you know, we're a smaller community than people think we are. Yeah, I I was actually surprised uh, when I started getting into the community more. Everybody knows everybody, everyone. Yep. Like you know, I'd known like uh, Jeff and andrew for years and all of you guys are friends with them and yep yeah it's pretty crazy literally everybody knows everybody Very small. and then there was an author that i met at the museum one time you guys all know her uh gosh what, what's her name again i can't think of it anyway you guys are all i saw her friends with her on facebook and i was just like wow <laughs> Yeah, it is very. It's pretty, pretty small. Uh, we've got a, I guess, a somewhat small area. Is it a small area? I don't know. I don't think it's a small area. It's not so much a small area, and it's really. Uh, when I say a small community, I mean we're talking about like even the big guys out there. You know, it's you go to enough of these events, and and pretty soon, you know, you're uh, you're talking to these people that you could, uh, you know, you watched on TV before and whatnot. Yeah, it's really yeah, a small community. That's not going to happen, like, say, in the rock industry or something, you know. Uh, know. That's just not going to happen. And, uh, you know, in this community, though, it seems like a lot of uh, a lot of us do work together. And that's, that's important. It's a it's a lot of fun. And I, I need to get to one of y'all's uh, y'all's events. Um, sure. Almost. I forget which what, what year it was. The, the one in Withville, the UFO convention. It might have been last year. Mm -hmm. but I, that one's real close to me, and I, I think I want to hit up the UFO one and the Flatwoods Monster one. Those... No, the Withville one is a friend of ours puts that on. That's we just go to it. They ask oh, us okay. For some reason, yeah. I thought you guys ran it. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. The only UFO thing uh, centric thing that we actually do uh, would be uh, this year, and that's going to be uh, helping with the heading uh, uh, the uh, Flatwoods. Uh, proper convention so that's going to be uh, a very exciting uh we have some incredible speakers coming down for that that we'll be announcing probably this week um and it's going to be a, a lot of fun man there's there's just you know i definitely want to be there I've, I've got it on my calendar and everything it's going to be a lot of fun definitely a lot of fun yeah i believe i've stayed at that hotel before actually it's the biggest hotel in town if i'm it is yep. a monster in itself. Yeah, yeah it's huge. Yeah, uh, we made was. the mistake one year of going on Memorial Day weekend and didn't realize there would be so many people there, uh, four wheeling and at the lake. 
Oh yeah, for it, sure. Like, oh, yeah. people were partying in the hotel, and it, it was oh my gosh, it yeah. was wild. Last year during Bigfoot <laughs> Festival, we tried to go to the lake, and there was literally not a square inch of beach space that didn't have somebody on it. Wow, it was crazy. I, I didn't expect that to be honest. In Sutton, West Virginia. Well, but that's. You know, Jimmy, that's the reason that we do uh, some of these events and whatnot. It was always about promoting West Virginia. West Virginia yeah. got such a, you know, it had this this negative connotation to it for so long. And it has so many incredible stories and so many legends that it, it doesn't need to hide from. They they can actually, you know, look at the, look at the Mothman, for example. I mean, th- Jeff knows how to do it, you know? Yes. Yes. Uh, and that built that town. There's no reason that some of these other can- towns can't embrace their own legends and create that kind of uh, a draw. And it just bolsters tourism in these little towns that, you know, before most people wouldn't have even known about. Yeah, I agree. So, great. No, Sutton's definitely starting to catch up with Point it Pleasant. They, they're getting a lot of stuff there. There's a, oh gosh, that uh, Haunted Heyman place, if you oh, yeah. guys have heard it. That has been all over TV lately. Have you, yep. you guys seen that? Yep. All these things yep. will eventually catch up into the uh, pop culture tornado and uh, and get out there. And, you know, it just, it only helps. It only helps. Well, um, so we could uh, go ahead and get right into... Uh, some of the questions I jotted down for you guys. If you guys haven't heard uh, Wild and Weird, uh, they're a pretty awesome podcast I listen to, mostly on YouTube, but uh, they're on all the platforms. Um, so what what, what, uh, what got you guys uh, started with Wild and Weird? When, when did that? The it's actual, been going for a couple of years. Oh, it's been going for a while. Um, Wild and Weird in West Virginia is what started it all. And that was that was me and, and uh, Joe. Uh, we branched off of our uh, reptile business, basically, because we've we'd been doing shows forever. And uh, we went to um, to Mothman one year and we met some of the people there and whatnot. And they're very nice. And. And I was looking at some of the stuff. I'm like, man, we we could so do this. So uh, that year we made up our mind and we said, let's um, on the tables at our next show. Let's let's put some of this out. We started doing some of this art and, you know, uh, based with some of the local legends, Mothman, Flatwoods, all that stuff. And um, people started like coming up to the table and telling us about their accounts and their stories. And I'm like, man, I haven't did this for so long. Because, you know, I had did it for many, many years and, and I walked away from it for a very, a very long time. And uh, it, this pulled me right back in. And I'm like, well, let's go do this. So we went out on the road and and what really gave us our biggest break? Uh, we did, I think we did Yak Fest. And when we did Yak Fest, um, we got a last minute replacement call for filling in at Mothman Festival. Oh, really? And well, yeah. And um, so that's, you know, Jeff will always be, you know, we're we're basically family at this point. But, you know, um, that was a big break for us. And once we got Mothman Festival, everybody wanted us to come in. And uh, after that, uh, we're like, well, you know, of course, we were going out on the road and so forth. And, 
and we we got the great idea you know to expand it even more so um we decided to uh give it a shot and have our own you know our own festival and whatnot and that was wild weird con um what was the first year you guys did that that would have been conceived in 2019 uh and of course you know what happened yeah yeah but that was also the birth of wild and weird radio <laughs> because uh here we are sitting at home and we've you know we've got nothing to do and i'll tell you how wild and weird radio really started it started back when we launched our first group the the actual facebook group which is just blows my mind to this day that we have as many members as we have yeah, yeah. um we we started that up as, as you guys used thing. to weed people out too. Some of we the did. yes, we did until uh, Facebook, you know, did the all inclusion thing, yeah. and and we still, you know, keep watch over the page. It's one of the most uneventful, drama free pages. It is. It really yeah. is. Yeah, you come tell your stories, you know, your accounts, and it, it's a safe place. We wanted it to be that way. And, uh, you know, we're around 4,000 members or something at this point, which, you know, again, we could have been easily. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Quadruple that. I mean, we, we kind of made sure that people wanted to be there for the right reasons. And anyone who supports us like you, for example, you see that, uh, we share the content and, you know, more people it. see it and it grows the community even more. And again, it's, it's all about that. But, um, so we did we did that. And uh, I think one of our first things that we were doing is we were going to these shows. Remember we did the reptile stuff for so long mm -hmm. and on those, those treks across the country, uh, we would have these incredible conversations about the, just the off wall of stuff, you know? And uh, I think it was, um, it was shortly after the whole TikTok thing in 2017, when we were having these big conversations about, uh, you know, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I think people would actually listen to this. So we, we kind of wanted to do it then, to be honest with you, but we didn't do it. Uh, we had too many other things going on and we wanted to make sure that we understood the everything before we even jumped in. So we kept it on the burn, low, you know, low end of the burner. And we were just like, well, we'll get it when we get it, you know, and then 2020 happened. And that's when we just, okay, let's do it. There's no better time. Yeah. So you know, and after that, of course, before that, we had met Wayne and and Wayne was a huge part uh, of founding uh, of Wild and Weird Radio. And uh, he was uh, very he was very adamant about, uh, you know, uh, doing this with us. And uh, it just it just went overnight pretty much, you know, and then he got a lot of guests, too. Early on. He got so many guests. <clears throat> Wayne knew so many people in the community. It wasn't funny. He was incredibly loved in the community. He had did art for you know major major talent. And uh, you know when we when we lost Wayne, that was just like man, we almost folded. I'm not gonna lie to you. We had a very long conversation and we almost folded. And the only reason we didn't is because um, he didn't he wouldn't have wanted that. He was too uh, proud of us the way that we were we were continuing, you know, the work. And, uh, and so we, here we are, we're still, we're still going, you know, we, now we've formed the, uh, the collective and, you know, the research branch and it's just, it's been a wild ride and it's continuing to even be even wilder at this point. Well, I'm glad you guys are doing it. I really enjoy it. I think the thing that I like the best is I can listen to you guys. And if my kids come into the room, I don't have to quickly turn it off. Uh, the, 
the two others I listen to, I do have to do that. Uh, I do really appreciate that. So, yeah, we are uh, rated as uh, family friendly. We have a family friendly friendly rating uh, on on all the servers, and uh, you know, I mean, some people don't like that, but. It, Why? I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, I enjoy humor. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely yeah. love it. And there's some great ones out there. Uh, you know, I think the Moth Boys do a wonderful job, for example. But uh, I had to give them a shout out. <laughs> but uh, again, we're all friends. And that's that's just something that, uh, you know, I, I respect. And uh, when we decided to do our, our uh, show... We wanted to be as authentic as possible with our show. And uh, we are kind of funny and serious at the same time. It's like, how does that translate? You know, yeah. it's, it's weird. It's hard to do because if you you have watched the show, you know, yeah. there are episodes where we're dead serious. And yep. then there are episodes where we just goof around. <laughs> I mean, or we'll be in the middle of a dead serious thing and then we'll just do that. Well, you know, you have to also remember um, you, you can't be, I don't think, uh, so heavy sometimes without you know injecting a little bit of uh, a little bit of humor especially mm -hmm. some of the topics we do discuss i mean we we go out there and we <laughs> we talk about some weird stuff let's put it that way yeah, you gotta yeah. have a little humor in there or it gets boring <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly and then brandon i guess is the uh, newest member of the team brandon uh snuck his way in because yep. he was our field correspondent. He was so good about getting uh, news stories. And, uh, you know, what was really great was we when we had Jess on, uh, she came in and replaced Wayne, uh, which was, you know, kind of kind of by Wayne's choice, which is weird. He really respected her. And so do we. We, we absolutely love her. And um, she was just a great person, but now they have so much going on. They have this incredible thing that they've built themselves and man, couldn't be more proud of them to be honest with you. And they're doing great work. And, um, you know, I still talk to Jess, you know, then and Joe, but they've got their own thing going on. And mm -hmm. it was like, you know, again, we we're like, well, we can do it. You know, me and Joe, and he's like, well, what about Brandon? I'm like, Brandon, <laughs> seriously. And, no, he's, uh, he's doing and, great. And I started thinking, I'm like, huh, I, I think we, that might work. So, so we put Brandon on the spot literally put him on the spot. Cause me and Brandon had yeah. talked before about doing a, uh, we were going to bring him in as, as a news segment, just to have him come in and do like a 15 minute news segment. And you know, that'd be it. And, uh, he's, he, he did great. So, you know, and I know how this works. The more you're in front of that camera, the more you're in front of the mic, the better you get. Mm -hmm. And I think that he injects enough, uh, enough humor and enough uh, commentary at this point that it's going to be, it's going to be good. So I hope it does. Oh yeah. I think he makes a great addition. I think Good what did, did, did uh, Brandon, did you start with the first live stream? Cause I, I think that's when I remember you first, uh, uh, the first to, episode I did was the Atlantis episode back yeah, in December. Yeah, you were did on that. Did that come out? Oh, mm -hmm. I wonder if the timing was off between the the live stream and that. Yeah, I bet that's what it was. Because you guys, I was listening to uh, the Big Turtles one. I haven't finished it yet, so don't spoil it. And that you guys were talking about how the timing's a bit different. That's a fun it one. Is. Yeah, uh, and the lives. You know, that's another thing. 
we just started that. So every year yep. we do something a little different to keep up, you know, and give people more. And what's really great is the more people support us, the more we invest in getting them better entertainment. We've, me and Joe both, uh, we, we've been on the road. We've, we've done these shows, you know, we both played in bands. We've been in front of, you know, thousands of people uh, playing music and, you know, singing and playing guitar. This is, this is a show to us. And, it, and when you do the shows, it doesn't matter. As long as there's one person in that audience, I'm giving it all I got, you know? And so the more people we get, the more we f feed off of that. These lives have just been wonderful for us. I mean, we've we've seen an increase. We only did what, Brandon? Five now? Is it four or five? Four. Uh, four. I thought five's coming up. I think five's coming up. Um, oh, yeah, I think that so. That might have been the one that I saw the the yeah. notification for. Okay. Yeah, I think five's coming up, and we're already getting you know people coming in there and all the conversation. That's what it was always about. It was always about trying to get the audience to uh, tell us about, you know, their own encounters, their own theories, their own everything. It's um, the more people who talk about this stuff, the less weird it is. We always said in the beginning, we wanted to uh, take the paranormal and normalize it just a little, you know, making the, the paranormal a little bit more normal. You know? Paranormal. Also uh, been trying to, yeah, the paranormal has been becoming really popular lately, and you know been. it doesn't seem that all that weird to talk about this kind of no. stuff anymore. Uh, no, it's it's not. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, was it Fallout 76? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, I mean, if, Fallout, that Fallout game has done a help. lot for West Virginia. A lot. Yes. Yes, it has. I agree. The only thing that bugs me a little bit is just where things are geographically. The only thing that bugs me a little bit is that we don't have a Bigfoot. And uh, oh yeah, that yeah. that and no Flatwoods Monster Museum. <laughs> That's that is they, a little. Yeah. They don't have the Flatwoods Monster Museum. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, they do I, have that big church, you know, that's in the middle of town in Flatwoods, yeah. but uh, no Flatwoods Monster Museum. And yeah. now there's a Bigfoot Museum. the The Flatwoods Monster Museum was there when they uh, ever they started. I believe it was 2018, yeah. 2019. They started the the Flatwoods Monster Museum, I believe. Yeah, so I they would have. I think they would have probably been around uh, to. Uh, to come into town and, and check that stuff out. But, you know, no, Jeff told me that they didn't actually even come to Point Pleasant either. They, they, they he had a couple calls with them and wow. they must have gotten everything they had on uh, um, from uh, like Google Maps and stuff. I wow. think impressive. Yeah, I, they never impressive. were there. Wow. They send them promotional stuff though. Pretty oh, awesome. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, so, cool. yeah, and I, I usually end up with a bunch of. <laughs> It's yep. pretty cool. I've got a couple shirts and a Mothman statue and several other things. But uh, also, yeah, I think that, that I saw like Interstate 81 with uh, the road sign for it was uh, right outside town. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And, it, 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 hmm. and yeah, and I think they have like Flatwoods and Point Pleasant almost next to each other. Like they are. Like this, and you know, Point Pleasant's like, and then you know, Flatwoods and Sutton are in the middle. Like, oh yeah, there's a couple other things that bug me. Yeah, the pumpkin house is on the wrong end of the state. Oh yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> that towards the west, isn't it? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It, and then in the game, it's in the east. 
Yeah. I need to go to the pumpkin house. That place looks so cool. It's a pretty cool place. Oh, um, I had I did I didn't realize that this app didn't keep track of the uh, the chat. We have a couple in the chat. Uh, Teresa's here. Hey, Teresa. Hey, Teresa. Uh, super Boomstick, Boom Shack, Super Boom Shack. Happy Spooky Dookie. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, oh, and uh, thanks again, Teresa, for the congrats on the Twitter followers. I talk cryptids. Hey, I recognize you. My friend Jeff's on here. Not Wamsley, one of my college friends. But yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I did not realize that uh, stuff was coming in on the chat. <laughs> Wasn't watching it. Sorry. I'll keep an eye on it, though. Yeah, it's oh, kind of hard to do. to do that. Yeah, I know. It, it really is. Yeah, it, the yeah. other night, it was hard, man. Yeah, I know. Wow. Um. Okay, the next question. All right, what, what got you guys into the paranormal? In Go the ahead, first Brandon. place, mine's too long. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, really? <laughs> no, well, just you. like personal stuff that's happened to me over the years. That's how it is for a lot kid. of people. Yeah, yeah. Everybody uh, kind of has a uh, a um, catalyst, don't they? I mean, there's always something that pushes them into it. It's mm -hmm. because a lot of people you can't watch this stuff on TV, but you really get invested in it when you become an experiencer or something happens. You know, and, yeah. Uh, it's entirely That's, different uh, yeah. when it actually happens to you. Really is. Yeah, it totally is. And uh and I almost for like how it's described on TV. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but mine mine began with the um <laughs> with the UFO incident uh, in 75 76 somewhere around in there. And uh you know it's uh it's your basic sightings. Uh, glowing reddish orb kind of thing uh, flying over the road. My dad pulls off the road, gets out, looks at this thing. Someone in the car is like, oh, it's a helicopter. He's like, mm, I don't couldn't hear anything. And they're like, well, what do you think it is? And he turns back and says, well, I guess it's a UFO or flying saucer or something. And dad didn't use those words. Okay. That's just wasn't him. And um, he was just kind of, you know, joking about it, I think. But, I mean, I was young. I barely remember this. But the next thing I remember is, you know, we're driving away. And uh, it's a little bit later now. We get back home. And uh, my grandparents, we, we were living with my grandparents at the time. And, and they were freaking out because we were late, you know. And um, I had no idea, you know. It, that was... I, I'm home. I'm good, you know. And then my grandma starts talking about we're telling her what happened, and she starts talking about you know it was the end of the world, and you know it was a fire in the sky that we'd seen, and all this stuff. And she starts bringing that into it. And mom's like, "Okay, that's enough," and whisks me out of the room, and you know, off to bed I go. And uh, and I don't really think much about that until um, years later, when uh, I'd gotten into uh, UFO research. I'd gotten into um, I've gotten into psychic experience research, uh, parapsychology in general. I was a I was a very fun person in in uh, in high school and junior high. <laughs> very popular. Uh, yeah, I know. But I mean, how popular can you be when you're running psychic Zinner card tests on people at lunch? Yeah, <laughs> I, did that. I actually did that, and uh, we kept track. And you know, a buddy of mine, we were doing the same thing, and um, I had gotten into. Uh, uh, I believe it was when I picked up, it might've been communion or transformation. I think it was transformations. I picked up transformations and I was reading it. And then I'd heard about communion 
And I was like, well, I'm going to go back and get that. So I went back and got communion and I read it. I'm like, I got so furious with it. I was like, this is, this is crap. These people aren't, this is all out of body experiences. They're misinterpreting all this out of body experiences. So, you know, to me, that was the ultimate answer because, you know, they're very similar. And, um, I remember throwing the book across the room, honestly. So then I was like, okay, even back then, I'm like, okay, let's look at the data. Let's look at everything. So I started getting some books and I got some books by uh, John Mack. I got Abduction, uh, Secret Life by, um, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name right now. Um, yeah, anyway, but I started reading those books. And uh, there's some sections in the book that start talking about, you know, screen memories and these un- um, unreliable type memories and dreams that you had. Well, I kind of remembered, you know, seeing that, that light or whatever, but I didn't think it was where it was. I always thought that, you know, this was a dream that I had and this had a dream. Obviously it's all it was. And I always said, well, it was a dream. You know, I was coming home from church and, and um, we saw it. That's what I always saw in, the, in you know, in my memory as a, as part of the dream. And one day I was reading a book and there's like this big list and it's like all these things. I'm like, I'm checking off all these things. I'm like, oh, what's this? This is kind of weird. And then there's this, you know, um, unverified or unreliable memory or something like that. And I'm like, well, the only one I can think of is that weird dream. So I asked my mom about it and I said, hey, you remember any time when we like saw a UFO coming home from church or something? She went, no. But uh, there was this time when we were out near Golden Town and, and dad pulled off the road. And when she said that, it was just like, pop, everything like came back at that point. And I'm like, holy crap. And, uh, you know, that's that's what kind of launched me into uh, accepting the fact that uh, there was this something at that point. I still wasn't ready to call it what it was or still not really ready to call it what it is, other than it's it's a form of contact with something. There's an other and uh, that led to many, many experiments that led to uh, countless weird things happening almost instantly. Um, I got people coming in from, you know, from school who were telling me stories about the sightings they were happening, having, having. <laughs> there was, uh, there was UFO activity. There was black helicopter type kind of things happening. I kid you not. Wow. Legit. It was weird stuff, man. It was really weird stuff. And, uh, and so later on, you know, I started putting these patterns together and I didn't like where it was going at all, Jimmy. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to walk out of this, uh, this, this thing for a bit because it was kind of challenging belief systems and so forth. Yeah. And, and uh, and then sometime in the, the, the close to 2000, when I was, you know, with, uh, with my girlfriend, my wife at the time, at the now <laughs> girlfriend at the time. We were coming home from uh, visiting my parents, and that's when we saw that that thing that we talk about in um, uh, Mothman Legacy. And uh, I think that was the last time. After that, I did walk away from it for uh, for a few years and uh, just went into straight up paranormal, back into paranormal research like ghosts and whatnot. That's when I formed uh, Ghost Watch. There's the abridged story of it all. <laughs> well, mine's well. It, it, it's uh, I don't know. I don't think it's anywhere near as exciting, or uh, not a whole lot to it. I, I, it. It was an interesting one though. So I was in elementary school. It was the late two thousand, no, early two thousand. Sorry, 
And mm -hmm. um, we were all out on the playground. Um, it was in a little town called Charlottesville, Virginia, um, near Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. And uh, big, yeah, it's, it's a little, or big valley, I'm not sure. Anyway, um, we're out on the playground. We saw this sphere just in place. Oh, wow. Up on the mountain, just uh, a kind of chrome-looking sphere just sitting there. And I'm not, like, I noticed it. I pointed it out to the rest of the class. Everybody, The whole class is over there staring at it. They don't know what it is. The teacher comes over. She doesn't know what it is. She's staring at it. She runs in, gets some binoculars. We all look at it. We have no clue. It's just hovering over the mountaintop up there. And uh, it, it's just always... Uh, Always uh, something I think about it every now and then, and I think that's what uh, got me started. Um, I started reading um, paranormal books after that in the libraries and watching it on TV and just always been interested. And then uh, I think it was 2020. Yeah, it was 20. Yeah, it was last year, about a year ago now. Um, I decided to do, I, I wanted to start a blog and it evolved into this YouTube channel eventually, but, uh, just, uh, collecting stories from people and publishing them and you know, going around filming these places. It's, it's a lot of fun. It is. And it's good to keep those, those, uh, those things alive. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, that's the thing that we always talked about too, is like, there's so many stories that no one yes. would tell, you know, there's like, so, I, I, you guys get them a lot too, stories, but mm -hmm. uh, I I don't have to look for them very hard. They they come to me usually, mm -hmm. usually through the Facebook groups. I yeah okay same, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah it, it's it, it's it's incredible getting those stories. I get a lot of Mothman stories. I think I've told you, Ron, here lately yeah. a ton yeah. of Mothman stories lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm they're gonna... great. They're they're incredible. You know, as far as the Mothman, while you're there, I mean, you know, there's something there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that was I saw, but, uh, you know, people have asked me multiple times, you know, well, they've, they've said, you know, you saw Mothman. I won't say that as Mothman-like because the description, dude, there's something there. I mean, it's not a bird. It's not a person. You can't see through people uh, and they, they can't move like that. So, yeah. you know, whatever it is, um, it's either A. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know where I'm going with this. It's either A, a very real thing, or it's B, uh, a thing that wants us to see it for a certain way. Well, you know, in my opinion, this whole state has a creepy vibe to it. And oh, uh, yeah. you remember how the natives used to describe it. They used to call it the land of shadows. You know, you're they right. Didn't didn't, go there. That's right. Didn't, yeah, they didn't want to live there until they get pushed got pushed back there from what I remember. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't well, until like yeah. the early 1700s, late 1600s when they really started populating this area. Mm -hmm. Well, the belief was that the land was originally inhabited by these giants Yep. and that their ancestors had dispatched of those giants. Yep. And after that, the land was cursed <clears throat> by those giants. So they, they felt really bad and uh, about what had happened. And, uh, and so, you know, that's where a lot of those legends came from. 
There's actually some proof to that too. Um, there's like these weird stacks of stones on top of a lot of the mountains, and the natives say that the giants are the ones who built them. Yeah. Hmm. I hadn't heard that part. There's actually a, a, a crude wall that's uh, past Charleston near the Kanawha River. Um, yep. They think it's like 1,200 years old, but that's way oh, really? before natives mm -hmm. were supposed to be populating this area. They used to just come here and hunt, and then they would leave. Well, that area you're talking about, um, what's it called? Anyone help me here? It's Mount some Carbon, Mount Carbon. There mm -hmm. is an area there, which is very interesting that you brought up, Brandon. You remember not too long ago, they said they found the axe factory or whatever, right? The, yep. Yeah, the Paleolithic axe factory. Well, that's kind of what this place is. There is a, a area there that actually looks very ceremonial. There's a ceremonial pool type thing there that's very interesting. But there's this massive vein of Kanawha Black Flint that runs through there. Now, anyone who naps, makes arrowheads, knows that Kanawha Black Flint, it's not the easiest material to work with. Uh, and it's also very hard to find really good grade Kanawha Black Flint. So it only comes from certain areas. This is one of those areas. So this would have been a very, very special area. And, uh, and so I can see, you know, uh, them coming into the area just for that material. Yep. Mm. No, there, mm. for some reason, I started thinking of the, uh, the mounds all over West Virginia too, when you guys were yeah. talking about that. Absolutely. Have those ever been dated? Any oh, 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 you're going to run into too many. You're going to run into too many people with too many ideas on that. Yeah, there's a lot of ideas on the mounds. I know that, but I didn't know if they'd ever actually been dated. Officially? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the the popular belief is that they're Adena. Um, there are some who believe they're much older than that. So, you know, it's kind of take your pick kind of thing. But it's interesting to talk about those mounds in particular because um, we know, I know this, because I've, I've been actually, you know, taught by people who, who actually know <laughs> some of this stuff. Um, a lot of your, your natives in different times throughout the years, thousands and thousands of years. And that is possibly how they are. Because usually when they were asked, you know, about the mounds, they said, oh, they were here and we got here. <laughs> but um, one of the forms of desecration uh, is to basically bury your 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 dad's remains in the uh the mounds of your uh enemies or whoever you know that's in the area so there's a lot of contamination and we see this with a lot of the mounds and that brings in the issue of dating the mounds because again you know unless you're talking about actual matter uh and even that's subjective with carbon dating that's that's very subjective it can be on or off by thousands of years by yeah way. carbon dating can be altered by things like fires uh weather radiation. phenomena radiation yeah, Solar flares. yes absolutely so when you get into that kind of stuff uh there's no definites when it comes to it and a lot of your archaeologists will side with the most uh prevalent theory whatever that be, whether that be before an ancient, you know, which is around uh, what from 580 up, I think something like that. Uh, they attribute some of the mountains to that. And while a lot of your, you know, your, your native culture will say, no, they're actually a lot older, <laughs> but they dismiss those stories. I don't think we can dismiss the first nations people's stories. That's, that's no. where we mess up. That's where we mess up. 
If you really want to go down a rabbit hole, you should read about Cahokia. Cahokia. Yeah, Cahokia. I think Cahokia is probably one of probably the oldest civilization in America. The problem is there's not a whole lot for them to carbon date, and they don't really know a whole lot about them. That's actually uh, the Cahokia name is actually from a group of monks who were uh, living nearby that found it like in the 1700s, I think. Well, there's a lot who believe that that uh, is from the southern migration upwards uh, from the, uh, you know, the uh, peninsula, the southern peninsulas, you know, and, and moving up. And that goes contrary to some archaeological, um, I don't want to really say a belief system, but it kind of is. I mean, they're kind of stuck in this belief system that it has to be this way, the yeah. land bridge and all that. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's this other theory and other data that points that they didn't come from north to south, but rather from south to north. Oh, we got Joe in the chat, guys. Well, there's Joe. <laughs> He's working, I believe. Yeah, he must have us up at the... He and I, the, yeah, it, it was... Uh, we've got the opposite schedules pretty much. It looks like he's off when uh, I'm working and, you know, vice versa. So he couldn't make it. But uh, one of these days, we'll, we'll all get together somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was talking about the mounds. And uh, he asked if I had ghost dogs, too. Do you guys hear the dogs? Every now and again. Oh, okay. They're pretty upset. <laughs> they're real, though, right? Yeah, he was asking if they're ghost dogs. Okay, they're not ghost dogs, Joe. Yeah, we've not actually seen some weird stuff uh, on Joe's camera when we've been recording before. Oh, really? Yeah, there's been yeah. like orbs and like weird shadows on the walls behind him. I need to start paying attention to Joe's part uh, <laughs> yeah, to the screen more. I might see something wild and weird for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, oh, well. I've heard a lot about some of the evidence you guys have uh, collected. Uh, do you guys want to share some of it here? Talk about sure. it? Sure. We don't care. Okay. Yeah. You want me to pick a couple? Yeah, pick a couple. I mean, okay. There's, there's a bit out there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Some of the recent stuff you talked about, the infrared, maybe. Oh, want... the thermal, you mean? Yeah, the thermal. Sorry. My oh, dad yeah, yeah. worked in infrared. <laughs> it's all right yeah the thermal that we captured um that was interesting um it's been out there it's been looked at by a lot of people at this point um i'm honestly i mean they can call it what they want it's to me it was a target and it looks bipedal um it seems to um it seems aware of us is what it seems. Anyone yeah. who watched it actually seems uh, very aware of us. And, uh, you know, this was the um, wild weird con event as, as we like, or incident as we like to call it because it happened just strangely while uh, we're out on the trail doing a demo, not an actual investigation. A lot of people are like, oh, you should have had better equipment. No, we really shouldn't have because we weren't on an investigation, but there was better equipment. It just wasn't in that area. Yeah. So these were, these were uh, stations for people to come and learn how to use equipment. You know, Hellbent Holler brought in a lot of equipment and it was for people to just to kind of get the feel and see what it was like. They see this stuff on TV. 
you know, it's kind of cool mm -hmm. to go out in the field. Who's going to let you use thousands of dollars worth of equipment, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was just there filming, literally filming for us and for promotional uh, material, just B-roll. And uh, we just got our thermal and someone started hearing sounds down in that little valley where we were standing near the uh, audio station is where it was, where the parabolic uh, listening dish is. And uh, they started hearing these these popping, snapping sounds. I'm like, hey, we're like, cool. I can get like an animal or something. You know, yeah. I haven't seen anything really cool with this thing yet. Let's let's do that. So I turned it on and uh, I have tether it to the phone and uh, looking down in the valley. And we, there's this form. And I've watched the form for a bit. And I'm thinking, hmm, that's weird. You know, thinking maybe it's, maybe it's a bear. Maybe it's, you know, something or could it be somebody down there? And that's when I had Jess come over and look at it. She's like, well, there's something down there. I'm like, yeah, there's something down there. And then as we're watching it, you know, it gets up and I literally just walks away. And yeah. uh, that's when we're like, oh, okay. And I wanted to stay there a little bit longer, but they're like, ah, we need to go up and look down in the valley with the other, because the next station up was the thermal station. So they had some high-end thermals up that way. And uh, they were pointed down in that valley. And we should be able to see it, theoretically. Because mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's only one way out of the valley, and, and we we were on the high ridge. It's down in this valley. We should be able to, you know, get around there and see that. And when we got up there, of course, we looked down in the valley, trained all those thermals, and there's nothing there. There's nothing there at all. And um, it was very, very strange. You know, there was a, a lot of weird stuff that was associated with that whole incident. There was the power outage when we walked, went onto the trail, and as soon as we came back out, the power comes back on. You know, Martin Groves heard uh, tree knocks before we went in. It was just, it was weird. It was definitely weird. One of the weirdest things, uh, a lot of people said, oh, it's probably probably a hunter. But uh, if you look at that yeah. bank, down that bank where it was at, it, <laughs> I, we, I, I would have, well, Joe had trouble, yeah. you know, getting there in, in the day. Yeah, um, yeah so, it, it was it, I don't know. I feel like people that say stuff like that haven't really been out in the woods and try to get around. I mean, there's just they don't around. want to accept it. Is what yeah, it's, it's Occam's razor. I mean, it's the easiest answer, but sometimes mm -hmm. just because it's the easiest answer doesn't mean it's the right it's answer. Right. You know, I mean, something was done in those woods, and if that was a hunter, it, like I said, either uh, a he could see in the dark. Yeah, that very that's very concerning to me um, <laughs> because it's pitch dark down there. The power's out in the lodge. There's no ambient light coming from anywhere. It was moonless. You know, the stars were shining and uh, the only light in the whole area was up on that ridge. And that was us. And we had infrared, you know, lights shining down in there. And uh, I think Jess actually had a light. She was pointing in, in that thing's direction. And that would have been the only light. If that had been a hunter. The smartest thing for any hunter to do at that point would have been, hey, hey, don't shoot. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I don't care if he's even out there poaching. He's not going to be stupid enough when he sees something like that. He's going to react, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, and they're like, well, he had night vision on. Well, if he had night vision on, that's great because we should have been able to see. I would have been able to see the thermal because it gives off heat. And not yes. only that, we had infrared. Jess is shooting with the infrared camera at the time as well. That's what she has. When you look at that, she's got the phasma cam pointed down in there. Nothing's showing. It's not that. Who in the world hunts with night vision? <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's exactly no what one. I was thinking. <laughs> not unless they're poaching, man. I've never. Yeah, and that was really, that was one of the theories. Expensive poaching. It is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're, they're making mean, 
six figures a year post. I don't know. Why, yeah, I don't know why you would want to do that, but that was brought up as one of the theories, and uh, that's why I'm kind of saying I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I get it. Everyone thinks that odds. Oh, that's all it is, but I really don't think it is. And then you know, the next day when we went out, and uh, the weird stuff that happened there with the uh, the UAP footage. And the strangest thing, if you really look at this whole situation, how it happened, we went out there after the event to go up and just kind of look down in the valley because we'd already heard, you know, uh, Eric Altman and Tom Mick went out there that next day and they looked down in the valley. It's like, no one's getting down in there. <laughs> so we wanted to go see. So we waited as soon as all the vendors left, we went up there and we, we took a couple of vendors with us because they wanted to tag along. And, um, which was great because they got to witness all this and honest to goodness belief, if they wouldn't have been there, no one would have believed anything we said. This all worked out so perfect. They mm -hmm. got to witness it all. And, um, as we're coming back out, you know, the, the weird radiation spike occurs and it literally occurred almost on cue, which is very strange. The, the comm started making a weird noise. The radiation spiked up. You know, uh, Danner was carrying the Geiger at the time, and he's like, hey, it just spiked to 40-something, like 41, I think. I'm like, oh, that's significant. And uh, and then it just goes right back down. And we kept walking, you know. And it seems like every time we go out there, and it's you're looking for one thing, and something else pulls you. And that's kind of what it felt like. So we get out in the parking lot, and we're going to shoot some, some just B-roll. Joe's getting me some B-roll of some uh, thermal. It looks great. And he just decides to turn the scope to the sky. And lo and behold, there it is, whatever it is, tracking across the sky. And I'm watching it on on the uh, you know on the phone. I got got it tethered, and I'm like, what? And I hit record. I'm like, well, this is cool. Even if it's a plane, that's cool. You know, I'm going to use this. I'm thinking at the time, this is just a plane. I would use this to use as like a debunking thing for you know, for kind of helping people kind of see the difference. And and watching, I was like, that's it's not a plane. And uh, it disappears, and and he slews the camera back around, and you see more of them. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. I, I, mean, I don't know what we're looking at at this point. And I'm thinking it's got to be birds. This is birds or, you know, it's something, right? So Danner comes over and grabs it and he starts doing the same thing. And now we're seeing these things going through the air. They're doing these hooks. They're doing 90 degree angles. I don't know what's happening. And, and it was just like, it was unreal. And this is an unreal moment. I'm like, there's got to be a logical explanation. Is there insects or something? So we immediately started going to the parking lot and trying to reproduce that with uh, insects, trying to find insects around the lights and whatnot. I'm like, dude, that's not what those are, you know? And the next logical explanation or the next logical step to try to explain this as I stand it out to a couple of people thinking, oh, they're going to tell me it's birds. It's okay. These are just birds. Every single person, even the most skeptical among them says, that's those are birds. Like, okay, cool. So, you know, I sent them off to Stan, uh, sent them off to uh, a couple of uh, my other pretty skeptical friends. And they're like, no, those, those aren't birds, you know? Yeah. All right. then I don't know what they are. I don't know. I mean, we ended up taking them down to Crypticon and letting uh, Ben Hansen look at them and uh, look at the footage. And he's like, well, that's interesting. And the only thing he could think of was maybe bats. Um, wrong time of year. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I really don't know what those were. But what's really concerning to me is after this, we continued those experiments. And we haven't released all that yet because we're we're doing this experiment. Uh, and maybe by 
maybe about the middle of, of this year, we, we might have enough data to actually show everybody what's going on. I don't want no. to jump the gun on this, but we've done these in multiple locations and have seen these things and under certain circumstances only, by the way, um, the less clouds, the more they're there. Uh, it seems like it's dependent upon a, um, not really time of day, but more toward the evening, which many think, well, that's just birds and insects. Well, some of them may be, I think I'm going to go with what the government said originally on UAPs on this. There are multiple explanations for what we're seeing here. And, uh, we're not going to come out with this until we can kind of look at it and say, well, there's a couple of things here that don't make sense. And there, there already are. There's a couple of things that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the UAP, should we uh, dive into what's been blasting up the news lately? Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, it's been a crazy – I have never seen such a crazy month for paranormal than uh, these past we couple can't weeks. Keep up. It's hard I, to keep up. Yeah, it really is. Um, so – as everybody knows, uh, this all kind of started, well, actually, it really started with uh, Russia reportedly uh, shooting one, a UFO down, um, or at least that's what they reported uh, sometime in January. Yes, um, that's right. Yes. Yeah, they, they shot down, they, they, a general claimed that they shot down a, uh, um, a UFO while during the some of the conflicts with the ukraine um you didn't really hear anything else about it um no. well, what's, guys, well what's, what's interesting about that is before that happened uh there were reports of uh ufo activity over ukraine yeah and, lots and, and lots and uh there was even a report sent out from uh researchers who shared that with, uh, I believe it was with NASA, if, I, if I'm correct. I can't remember exactly, but um, they had seen these things moving through the skies. And everyone just logically assumed, well, those are weapons. Those, that's Russia, yeah. you know, sending over probes and whatnot. And yes, there is a drone war. Don't get me wrong with this. There is, I have a 100% fact that there is a massive use of drones over there. Uh, and they have been used for, uh, you know, for warfare purposes. Um, but some of these things don't sound like drones and uh i think that that's that may be the uh situation with that but either way it was right after that that seemingly all the craziness just yeah it was a couple weeks started. later we we start hearing uh about the balloon over uh, it was spotted in montana february 1st i wrote down yeah um and then it made its way across the country. I was surprised how far it made it. And uh, it got shot down on the 4th off the coast of South Carolina. Not, I mean, did it pass through here? Did it? I, I, did you guys uh, see it? it? I didn't. It passed didn't over Tennessee it. and North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it didn't come near us. Okay. Yeah. Well, sort of near. but Yeah, okay. pretty much started the border. Yeah. And then after that was shot down, a couple couple days later, um, February 10th, um, uh, it was reported an unidentified flying object was shot down over Dead Horse, Alaska. That's right. That's the one that really started the whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And that had been observed for uh, about 24 hours before, oh. I believe, something like that. Because it came in on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't that right, Brandon? Hovering for several hours. I don't remember yeah. balloons being able to just hover like that. No. Yeah. So they, the they sent up, uh, yeah, they, they sent up a, a flight crew to assess the situation. And then the next morning, they sent it up again. And that's when the decision was made later in the day to take this thing out. And that was on Friday. Was this the one they said kind of exploded or fell apart or, or the shattered? Something? The shattered yeah, one. Yeah, shattered when I shot it. Yeah, that was that was the shattered that was one, I believe. Okay, and then uh, the, the 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 there were three in the U.S. They all happened back to back. The next day, um, another unidentified flying object was shot down. Uh, well, this one was in Canada. May May. Mayo, Canada, Mayo, like I believe that Yukon, Canada, yeah, Yukon territory. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then, um, but was this this one was a joint effort between U.S. and Canada, correct? That's okay. right. Yep. Yeah. And That's then right. the day after that, February twelfth, uh, there was another one, and it was shot down over the Great Lakes. That's right. That's the Huron incident. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that, they had also observed that, they think, the night before as well, uh, because NORAD was tracking something. And uh, they sent uh, fighters up to look at this thing, and uh, they reported uh, no joy. There was nothing there, no target. Returned back to base the next morning. It's back again. And this is when they decided to take that out as well, around noon or so, I think. Mm. And so then... <clears throat> Go ahead. Same time, China reports uh, seeing one. And the weird thing about the China report is they said that they were going to shoot it down. That was it. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Nothing yeah, else. No, at video, no picture, nothing. nothing. Yeah, no, no video, no picture, no word of it being shot down. Nothing. Were they just trying to, I don't know, like in middle school when. Uh, Me too. Yeah, the, exactly. I, I think it was the same time in uh, like elementary school when I saw the UFO. Everybody's touching the electric fence out there that goes to a cow pasture, and everybody said they did, but only like one or two. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, we have to remember that um, we just shot down one of their their balloons. Yes. And uh, they told us that it was an accident. It was never supposed to actually come over the U.S. Now, in my opinion, uh, what was done was a lot of hype to uh, push this agenda on the on the American people. They, all, they know how Americans are. Americans yeah. shoot it down. Ask yeah, exactly. later. <laughs> yeah. and, all, and it worked. Yeah. It worked. It's all I saw on Facebook is we got to yeah. shoot this thing down. You're going to shoot down something? You don't even know what's in that thing. Yeah, exactly. All. You don't know that that's what they don't yeah, want. You that they, yeah, they, they might want you to do that. Yeah, because they they didn't detonate it. You did. Yeah. So you know that's that's the dumb part about this. Yeah. What if that but, thing had a nuke on it and they shot yeah, it and it blew right. up right in our atmosphere? Better yeah. yet, my friend, what if it had something else in it? Oh, it smallpox. Right. Yeah. Something biological. Yeah. I mean, it would have been so yeah. simple to do. This was the dumbest thing you could possibly do. So uh, they rallied everyone up for that. Those, those evil Chinese, we got to, you know, <laughs> shoot this thing down. And we did. And then uh, I think that China 
was very unhappy about that. They said, we overreacted. I have to agree with them on yeah. this. Uh, and then they said, you know, well, we got them over us too. Now, were they trying to say that the thing over them was us perhaps because, you know, to escalate it a little bit more? Yeah. But, because shortly after that, they came back and said uh, a few days later, you know, they had evidence that the U.S. had done the same thing. Well, of course they have. We've all done this. Yeah. yeah. There's not. I mean, there's so many spy balloons, spy satellites. There is nothing on this planet. I mean, we even spy literally. on Canada. Yeah, exactly. Dude, there's nothing on this planet that, that these these countries know almost everything about each other anymore. Nothing is yep. secret anymore. So I it's believe they can, game. Brandon touched about this the other day, but I'd heard of it too. They can even see a, a license plate on a car from space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So there's nothing really, uh, you know, when it comes to spy balloons, there's nothing that's really uh, out, you know, it's, it's there. They're there. There's nothing you can do about it is what I'm trying to get at. So shooting mm-hmm. one down with a sidewinder? Or shooting two down, or three down, or four. Okay, so what what calls that? You know what what is that reaction? And uh, now there's a, a group of amateur balloonists who are saying that they think that balloon over here on there. I think either they're just wanting to get attention. Or they were paid by the government to say that. Was the Huron balloon the one that was supposed to look like uh, a hexagonal shape? Yeah, octagon. Thank you. Um, Okay, so it's an octagonal shape. They really messed up in their their cover story, in my opinion. (laughs) They really made a fatal flaw in their cover story. They said that it was a uh, metallic balloon, which we assume is mylar, correct? Mm -hmm. Mylar balloons don't go that high. I don't know what the temperature was that day, but uh, you know, I posted that over in the group, the actual tables there. And that table was from an actual study that was conducted on, uh, I think it was 10 balloons or something like that. And uh, the uh, highest one went, what was it, Brandon? Do you remember what, what the, uh, what the number was? Like 21,000 maybe. It was, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick for you guys, uh, because it's kind of significant. As far as I'm concerned, anyway. Um, but basically, it's not going to go that high. That that's what I'm getting at. The um, a latex balloon will, however, go that high. So it, they they kind of picked the wrong material. They should have went with latex, uh, and, and instead of going with the uh, mylar uh, theory, I think that would have probably been the the best way. Uh, let's see. Eight, yeah, the eighteen inch mylar is what the uh, test was conducted with. And uh, the balloons, these balloons were at 40,000 feet, I believe, when they were shot down. The minimum altitude is uh, 1,312 foot or so at 10 degrees Fahrenheit. And a maximum altitude, uh, 15,255 feet at negative 5.9 degrees Fahrenheit. They just, they don't go that high. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, now that now they released late last night, like around midnight that they have given up trying to find the one over here on and the one off Alaska. Yep. Uh, they, they've been saying that the, the, well, the one that, uh, went, what the one that landed in the ocean was that, that and the one over the great lakes, they just said that, that they just aren't findable. You're not going to find anything in the great lakes. Honestly, it's just, it's not going to happen. I don't think uh, it depends on where they shot it down at. And I mm-hmm. think that was probably why they took it down there, to be honest. Plausible deniability is a wonderful thing. It still works. 
was just reading what Joe said. You, <laughs> you mean that the West Virginia High Strange, Strangeness Collective won the Bigfoot Forms Bigfoot Research Group of the Year Award? What's that got to do? <laughs> That's cool, I know, I think it is cool. It's very cool. And uh, yeah, that is a fact. We, we did win that. And, uh, you know, so I think Joe's... Um, I think Joe's trying to say I should have brought that up. But, oh, uh, <laughs> okay. I didn't know. If that... <laughs> um, but back to the uh, UFOs. Um, what I've, I've thought was interesting is how much it's it's flip flopped between un, unidentified flying objects or UAPs, but uh, the the they've been called balloons. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, if you really think times. about this from the day one, they really didn't say UAP. They oh, they've been saying UFOs. They said UFO or unidentified object was used, and then it turned into unidentified flying object. UAP was was left out of no. this for a very long yeah. time, and I think there's a reason for that. Yeah, even uh, the president said that. Yeah. So what they were talking about was actual UFO, unidentified flying objects, not a phenomena, which means that there's a clear distinction between the two things. And, uh, you know, I mean, anyone who listened to or watched the live the other night, we went into some pretty, we went into it pretty deep. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that was the best briefing on it. I think that we could get at the time, uh-huh. uh, and it's still continuing to change obviously. And it will continue yeah. to change, but how I see this thing playing out. I think that they played their, their card. I think that, uh, until someone comes out with a little bit more data. Uh, to to counter it and to to uh, actually counter these charges that it's a balloon, it's going to be a balloon officially. These it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, they covered this thing up great. It just took a little bit longer. Biden mentioned that they were not balloons. I don't know if anybody saw that. He he said they're definitely not balloons. No, <laughs> it's so, it's interesting. You know, I mean, what are they? You know, I, I've seen so many excuses. The excuse, the my favorite excuse is. Um, and I probably think this is, might be what it was. They turned those those radars up. Now, why in the world those radars weren't turned up before? Mm-hmm. I, I could I couldn't tell you, but that seems like they turned them up. And they saw these things that the UAP task force had already told them was there. They want to create a new task force, but this one apparently, if you notice the name, the UFO task force. So they want to actually create a task force that should already be sharing information among all these others that they've created over the years, you know, arrow, that's what arrow should be doing right now. I mean, that that's their job. And, uh, I don't understand it. I don't think the American people understand it. I don't think anyone understands what's going on. And according to Senator Kennedy, uh, you're supposed to lock your doors. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and be okay with not understanding. That's, that's not what we're going to do. We're not going to run from this. We're not going to lock our doors and we're not going to be, well, if you, if you don't understand the situation, you, you understand it perfectly. And that's not an answer for me. Yeah, it's funny is uh, there was that Senator from Alabama who came out of that same meeting and they asked him what he thought. He goes, yeah, it's nothing. Like, yeah, it's nothing. What? Which is it? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that uh, our greatest hope, there is there is one great piece of hope here, uh, and that is that Avi Loeb, in a recent interview with, uh, I believe it was Fox Business, uh, was asked about the incident. And he said, basically, that the government 
needs to step up and release what they have and tell the American people what's going on, tell the world what's going on, because the Galileo Project apparently is preparing to do just that. That was supposed to be in the show, and I forgot to put it in. I'm uh, actually going to make a little short of that clip of him saying this, but he literally uh, put the put everybody on notice at this point, saying that later in just a few months, they're going to release this data. I've always said the clock's ticking, and I really think that it's uh, it's about to go off. Hey, you and Joe both said, what was it the end of the year podcast or was it the beginning of uh, 2023 that uh, you guys uh, predicted that uh, there was going to, what was it you said exactly? I'm trying to think that uh, th this is uh, just in a few weeks that uh, some something major was going to happen or some major news was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've been calling it uh, pretty much since there was an episode we did. Uh, what was the name of that? Something countdown to disclosure or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. And uh, we've hit everything except for like one, I think one thing that we predicted and that hasn't happened yet. And I believe that was the uh, confirmation of uh, something found on Mars. And we we haven't really got that yet. I mean, we've got we've heard signs of it. We've heard them kind of go over that, but it's just mm -hmm. not as it's just not as amazing as a, as a kind of thought that it would be. But I really think, honestly, that has to do with the, uh, the public. I don't think the public cares anymore. Yeah. I think the only ones overreacting are them. The government's overreacting. Yeah. The, the public don't care. I really don't think they care. I haven't yeah. seen any of my Facebook friends who aren't Post already it. in the community, like post about it, talk about it, nothing. Yeah, I haven't either. It, it's very odd to me that nobody's really talking about all this. It's, I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, it's definitely weird. Oh, and then there's also countries that are all around the world. I'm seeing in the news reporting uh, UFO activity now too. Romania sent up uh, interceptors as well and could not find what they were going after. And that was just a few days ago. Brazil's actually getting ready to form their own version of Arrow. As they should. Italy. Italy and France have actively told the public about UFOs for years now. Yeah. Oh, it's getting interesting for sure. Um, let's see. Is there anything else you guys want to go over? Uh, let's see. What, what do we got, Brandon? We got anything coming up? We have all kinds of stuff coming up, of course. Uh, you know, well, you're going to be able to catch us, uh, me and Joe, out on the road this summer. We'll be at a, a few events. Uh, we'll I'm be hoping at, to try to catch you guys at a couple. Yeah. What's we'll the one in Withville? Yeah, Withville is going to be a when, great one. That's when the, is that? Uh, That's, oh, when is it? Uh, May or June? June, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's in June. And uh, we've, we're going to uh, present some of that data, I think, that uh, – that we kind of talked about there earlier. So uh, some of the video data and whatnot that, uh, that we've collected on these um, phenomena, whatever they are. And uh, that'll be a great one. Of course, we'll be back um, there. And I, I think we're going to be at Dave's event. We'll be up there at uh, MonsterCon. Um, there's some other places. Uh, there's there's supposed to be a full list coming up that we'll put up on our on our page. I usually challenge Joe to give me the dates, and he does. Um, and then I just put them on the uh, on the calendar here, and, and 
oh look we have something today you know that's usually my my notice for when something's <laughs> going on at this point uh, you know i'm surprised i didn't forget this but i, I managed to you know put, to keep it up there but we have been getting a lot of calls to go out and, and do things and you know investigations uh we'll be we'll be filming uh next week for example i mean there's it's busy. It's really busy. And then we've got to get ready for all these shows. You know, we'll be at uh, OBC. That'll be our first, I think, kickoff uh, coming up. And that's. You guys are having uh, the Woodbooger Jamboree in May again, aren't you? Woodbooger is going to be spectacular. Where uh, is that? Great. It's, it's, it's not it's in Norton, Ra Virginia, is it? Mm, it's in Racing Park. Uh, oh, okay. it's, it's literally in, in Joe's hometown. And it was one of the things that we did. Uh, again to help these small towns and man it they loved it they loved it they want us to come back and so we're coming back and it's going to be a really nice one of course and i uh, cannot wait cannot wait to get into that but yeah we have so much stuff to coming up it's not even funny i mean the <laughs> I, I say the best thing to do is to go to the website and check the mm -hmm. calendar but honestly sometimes these things don't even make it there uh i think we try to stay up more on the uh the top page on, on facebook with you know, kind of educating people on the Wild and Weird Con is being set up right now, too. Wild and Weird Con's been negotiated at this point, bringing it into Charleston. There's just, man, there's a lot. There's a lot, mm -hmm. and uh, we're we're only going to continue, like I said, to make this uh, even bigger. And that's our goal. You know, our goal is to pull in as many people who want to be a part of it, like yourself, uh, into this massive network, and uh, to spread the weird, so to speak. Oh, you guys also do the uh, workshops. Yes. Well, the, the workshops are typically part of a Wild and Weird Con. Uh, those workshops uh, and uh, what is the other one we do where the workshops are? The actual workshop. We did a uh, Bigfoot workshop. We were the first, honestly, Jimmy, to uh, to do a workshop in West Virginia. I don't know if you knew that. Or yeah, that was in Canal State Forest. And it was a wonderful time. There was a lot of fun. People had a lot of fun with that. They got to go out and learn how to do various uh tracking tech they learned tracking techniques they learned um they learned how to cast they made some people made their very first cast at that uh and then in the evening the ones who stayed around we got to go out in the woods and actually learn how to uh you know how to be quiet in the woods and listen for <laughs> for things and you know and it was a great time everybody really really enjoyed it and it was great um so we'll be doing that again we'll be doing those again we also have some planned for uh, other things we have paranormal workshops. We have, you know, we're toying with a UFO workshop, but it's kind of hard to figure out how to do that one. Yeah. Just because, you know, how are you going to, what are you going to do? Just have someone go out and look at the sky, you know, and tell you that's a planet, not a UFO. Um, maybe. I mean, that might be a good on. idea. It may I be a good idea. I told Jeff Wamsley he needs to let me add a, uh, a third camera on top of the uh, museum to watch for UFOs. He just laughed at me. Teresa said she still has uh she still has her cast that she made <laughs> the uh, cool. yeah the cast that they actually got to make was made from a master that uh, i cut out of wood and had it engraved uh in there and uh that way you know no one could say oh you know they could fake it because it actually has a big wild and weird on it you know it's kind oh. of it's hoax proof <laughs> <laughs> watermarked well guys i appreciate you guys uh joining me today um we had somebody else lined up who couldn't make it and you guys jumped in at, at the last minute and, and i think it turned out great except for uh, when we were trying to get started uh i don't know if you guys noticed we were about 10 or 
seven minutes uh, late. I'd never. Uh, Phil always runs the uh, the restream um, software. I had never used it. I don't know why I didn't think to go in and uh, try to <laughs> start. I don't know. I guess I got busy with the kids or something. I don't know. But it uh, it's yeah, yeah. Lesson it learned. Happens. Now I know how to use it. You know how to use it. It's always fun. Uh, we need to get you on the radio next. Uh, you know, and we do appreciate you coming on to the lives every. You know, I think you. I don't think you missed one. I'm always sitting. My wife is upstairs with our son on, I guess it's, we have a split level house. If you guys are familiar with those, she's on the third floor reading to our son. I'm down in the living room with our daughter. She goes to bed at like 10 or 11. So uh, I'm down there with her and she's crawling around and I'm watching you guys and keeping an eye on her. You know, I have to stop and feed her sometimes when I, you know, and I, I go silent for a while. That's that's why <laughs> that <laughs> or, you know, yeah. a disaster's happened or something. Yeah. No, it's a lot of fun watching you guys. Uh, half, yeah. half the time it's on the TV or my phone, you know, just depending on what she wants. That's great, it's man. It's a lot of fun watching you guys. I, I look forward to it every every Thursday. We're having a blast with it, and you know we're just gonna tackle some more topics. And like I said, it's really it's your show. You know, it's it's this is the lives are completely different than the actual uh, Wild and Weird Radio podcast. Uh, in fact, the only one of those I think that we broadcast as an episode was uh, maybe part one of the lives. I can't remember, but uh, from now on, they're their own thing. The only way that you're gonna be able to watch those is going to be on YouTube. Uh, or where they're shared, you know, on other social media, but they will not be, you won't be able to just listen to them is what I'm getting at. So uh, they are a standalone thing. They are meant to be very loose and open. I think the most organized one that we've had, honestly, scarily, was was the UFO yeah. thing. That thing went forever, and it could have went for another two hours, honestly. There was people I actually them. fell asleep. I don't know if you saw my comment. I had it on the TV, and I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, that that went on forever, and uh, that's the kind of stuff we want. We want we want to get audience participation in these. Yeah, things. if any anybody listening has an idea for sure. what they want to talk about, just shoot it out. We'll talk. Yeah, about I've it. shot a couple. What uh, you yep. you guys did the the um the good the 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 investigation at the yeah. uh, antique shop in Beckley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I suggested that one, and you guys whenever so they you know they do listen, guys. Oh yeah, we totally listen. And uh, definitely check them out if you guys haven't. My fans on here who haven't uh, heard of Wild and Weird, check them out. It's good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, we wrap this thing up. I think so. Let's make sure that we uh, appease Joe by telling everyone that uh, you know the, the West Virginia High Strangers Collective, that is also us. That's our research brand. Um we did win Bigfoot, Bigfooter of the Year. Um, that's uh, that's a that's a pretty good uh, award. Let's put it that way. And we did uh, use that to uh, fund uh, more equipment for even more content that you'll be seeing soon. And I can't say any more than that. Can't wait to see it. All right, everybody uh, watching, uh, make sure you check out Wild and Weird. And uh, if you haven't subscribed to me and them, subscribe to both of us, you know, and uh, keep
keep on checking back in the future. Well, def- I definitely want to have these guys on again one day. And hope to go on their show as well. Absolutely. Have a good evening, everybody. See you guys.